Tomorrow's Wall Street Titan might be an AI bot. 40% of all open job roles in finance today are for AI-related hires, and almost half of firms cite AI as a way to improve customer experiences. Find out more about the impact of AI on finance later in the podcast. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. I'm Emily Chang, and this is The Circuit. Today, I'm taking you to L.A., home of Hollywood heavyweights, where there are some new kids in town. The TikTok stars. One of the biggest is Charlie D'Amelio, who became a sleeper social media sensation through the pandemic. She now has over 150 million followers on TikTok, one of the platform's most popular creators. I sat down with Charlie and her parents, Heidi and Mark D'Amelio, to talk about life in the spotlight. My first day walking into the TikTok office with my sister, we were in LA for like a few days and we just strolled by the office and everyone kind of looked like, who's this girl? And then <laughs> come back a few weeks later and they're like, oh my gosh, Charlie. We also talk about how they're hoping to turn that meteoric rise into a long lasting business empire They've got a reality show, a VC fund, a new shoe line, and more. Here's my conversation with the D'Amelio family. So, Dancing with the Stars, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Hulu, Nickelodeon, brand deals, endorsements, the VC fund, CES, South by Southwest. Like, how do you even keep track of it all? Our calendar is pretty intense, and we all have a shared calendar, so we all know, like... (laughs) Before I call them, like, well, let me make sure they did. They weren't able to sleep till noon today. I don't want to wake anybody up. And we have a team that helps us keep our calendar yeah. <laughs> going pretty strong. You know, I see how much you're all doing, and it's still almost shocking how new you still are to this sort of being famous thing. Like, it happened really fast. Are you used to it yet? I think Heidi and I are probably more used to it because we don't get one one hundredth of what Charlie. Like we yeah. went out to dinner last night and they took a couple pictures of us and that was it. She gets mobbed in a lot of instances. Yeah, so. yeah. I kind of stay in like a little bubble almost of you know my very very close friends and and I think it it, it helps like having my hometown friends that I talk to that can you know still be like look a little rough today and like like there's it's just so normal to where I don't feel any type of way about how people see me but then when I do you know go out and there's people there and or there's a meet and greet and people are like crying that's when sometimes I'm why like I don't personally understand it and I feel like that's something that either comes with time or it's just always going to feel like I'm a little out of place almost because mm. it is it's something very new there's no rule book for it and how do you ever truly understand the impact that you can have on someone's life you know there's also no parenting guide for how to raise <laughs> two people who are tiktok famous right yes there, yeah. there, there, there's not I, I feel like for charlie when she does go out it's like a unicorn when she's out of her house so <laughs> people people get 
extra excited. Like Dixie loves, she loves driving, she loves going shopping, she loves going out. So people are, I feel a little bit more used to seeing her out. But when she goes out, it's like, wait, she's out, out, in, the yeah, out in the wild. <laughs> it's almost like you won this TikTok lottery. You were thrust into the spotlight so fast. And I've actually heard you say a few times, you don't even know why you took off. Do you get it now? Like, do you think you understand why everyone was so obsessed with you? No. Like, imagine it happens to you, and then all of a sudden there's all of these people that are watching what you do and, and taking inspiration from the things you do. And everyone always asks, like, how do you do it? I'm posting the same stuff that I posted before, so I don't really know. It feels like nothing changed, but all of a sudden people took a liking to me and it all went a little bit crazy from there. It's very hard to pinpoint exactly what it could have been. Yeah. So you've got this D'Amelio family business and I know you all have your own roles. Like Mark, you have a business background. Heidi, you were a model. Charlie is Charlie. <laughs> what do you want people to know about the business and what you're trying to accomplish? And, and you know, what are your roles? Mark? Yeah. I mean, we, we came up with the concept of the million brands, not anything unique to our, to what other people with notoriety or celebrities have done. We just, there were times that we would partner with, with certain, certain companies and, and there was someone else's creative direction. And I think both Dixie and Charlie have their finger on the pulse of what's happening. And, and we we're still doing endorsement deals. Charlie's still doing endorsement deals, but we've always been very particular on the endorsement deals we're doing. And now we're going to have more control over the products we make. And that's what's, that's what I love. And you, you're, you've got like the creative stuff going on. I've been really involved in the creative side of the shoe brand. I always check in with the girls because they're really smart with knowing like, oh, this isn't gonna work, this is gonna work. That coupled with things that I know without a doubt when it comes to that. So between the four of us, like I feel like we'll have, we'll all have like our input that's gonna make it launch really well. Yeah, Mark, I, I, I heard you say on your podcast that people think you're calculated, <laughs> that you have some sort of master plan. Right. Is that a misperception? Yeah, absolutely. Like we we always <laughs> oh, yeah. just fly by the seat of our pants. The brand stuff is probably more the most calculated thing we've done, and it's something that I feel most comfortable doing because I have a background and I have my own clothing brand. I've worked with Adidas, Mitchell and S, and, and other companies. So this is something that you have to calculate. Other things, it was just like sometimes we'd post, sometimes we wouldn't. It, it was it was all over the place, and I think that's just back to the thing you were saying before, like why Charlie? I think. It was the right place, right time. And I think that it just was past the time where everybody was trying to take the perfect picture and, and show this perfect self. And I think what TikTok showed is a girl, a 15-year-old girl in her room just hanging out with a with her bed unmade and clothes on the floor and, and just doing dances and really shed a light to what a, a young girl's doing. And I think it resonated with everybody. Yeah. But none of that was calculated. Yeah. The scrutiny is unrelenting. Fans, like your fans are fickle. At this point now, a few years into this, how do you deal with that still? I think that that's something that, I don't know if you can ever just completely ignore because it's always going to be there no matter what, but I think it definitely gets a little bit easier to not let it be you know, so damaging to use a person. 
there's definitely days where I see something and I'm like, what, what like, can't, what, what, what was it? What was it this time? Yeah. And there's sometimes that I'm like, that's not even real. Yeah. And there's so many rumors that circulate that get people so much negative attention that, you know, you can't set everything straight. You can't make sure everyone knows the truth in every single situation or you never stop arguing with people. So you eventually just, you know, if they, if they think that this is how I am, no matter what I say, it's not really going to change their mind because yeah. they have this narrative that they believe. Yeah. Stick to the people that actually like you. Yeah. So it was 2019 that things really took off. Like if you could give advice to your 2019 self, <laughs> what would that be? I think the only advice that I could really give would be a version of you'll figure it out. Like mm -hmm. there's no there's no need to always be so worried about what's next because it is going to work out. It's all going to be fine and even if this all goes away, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, because there's always yourself that you have to, you know, be confident enough in that you're going to have people around you that like you as a person and you kind of just have to take it one step at a time how about advice to the parents i mean you've got like new teenagers kids going on social media every day i mean in general in the world right and all parents trying to figure out how to deal with that heidi and i always talked about early on like both dixie and charlie have their own personal brand before all of this and that they need to protect that and with that we gained a lot of trust in them because mm -hmm. they proved to us that they were okay, so we never we never checked texts, we never checked posts, and I would tell parents out there to keep your eye on them, but give them the freedom to instill in them what what you think is right and wrong, and and the kids will follow that, and yeah. don't be too overbearing. And I think that that was what we we did. All right, well, mine are ten and under, so I'm going to try to <laughs> ingest that. Um, I'm sure you've like been following a little bit, you know, the TikTok controversy in China and is there, are there security concerns and should it be banned? What do you think about all that? I don't think it should be banned. I think that if you're worried about the information that social media apps are taking, you should worry about them all. And if you're not going to worry about them all, you shouldn't worry about any of them. Mm -hmm. Charlie, what do you think? Um, I think that's a question that people ask me a lot and I, you know, as a 18 year old girl who makes videos on the internet i don't think that that's a decision that i'm educated enough to really understand or have a real opinion on yeah. connecting human-led responsible ai with rich data sets is driving financial innovation in new and unexpected ways imagine a bank that uses ai to help detect fraud or a personalized financial planning tool that knows when you want to retire and where. Pretty amazing, right? But financial services companies need a secure and resilient network to support AI architecture. With the Next Level Network from AT&T Business, AI data travels at low latency through reliable, fast connectivity. So financial leaders can focus on what matters most, a better future for their businesses and their customers. Learn about connected solutions from AT&T Business at att.com slash y-att-business. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. I didn't have TikTok stars launching a venture capital fund in my crystal ball a few years ago, but here you are, 444 Capital. Talk to us about the mission and what, you, what you're trying to do here. Yeah, so we, we partnered with a group of really smart investors and, and they're going out there basically partnering with mid to late stage companies that take an investment and they're putting money into really cool companies that all have a great story. Companies that are minority driven or female uh, CEOs and and stuff that that relates back to, you know, what what we think. I think we we feel that, and it's not just lip service, we have an obligation to do do good things with this platform and, and we know we're not going to be in this position necessarily forever and need to do good while we have the opportunity to. A number of female founders, right? Like why is that important? Just in our family alone to have, I think there's three of us that as females feel like we can do anything. And then in our, in our company here, there's a lot of women that work here and it's just, they were the, the best for their position they were applying for. It's just the way it was. And I think sometimes with that, we forget how hard it is out there for women to take it to the next step. And so to be able to be a part of that and to give them that opportunity to bring, to bring their passion to the next level is something that was, it was just a no brainer. The economy is changing. Like we're in a different environment now than maybe when even you launched this. Like, how do you think about that when you're thinking about where to deploy capital and to who? I think the the good thing about what we did is we actually are creating tangible products where a lot of people invested in in apps or software or things that had an immense amount of of capital that they needed to deploy. We make a shoe and we sell it and investors could hold it and and with our name behind it we've been able to create a lot of excitement. Like we raise money during a time that no one was raising money. And I owe it to my partner, Rich Rosenblatt, who navigated me through all of this. Now there's a lot of creators out there that are trying to launch their own brands. Not everyone has as many followers as Charlie, I'll give you that. But what's gonna make yours stand out? What's gonna be the cut above the rest? A couple of things. One is the fact that we have Dixie and Charlie on the pulse of what's happening with with their generation. And, and I think Heidi with her experience and we, have hired really talented people. I mean, our head of design, Lauren, came from Komodo Group, worked, uh, was the, one of the top designers at Jessica Simpson Footwear. We've hired one of the top directors of production to actually ma- help us manufacture the shoes. So yeah. part knowledge and I think part quality of, of the people we've hired is, is going to separate us. There's so many creators that are looking at you all for inspiration. And I'm just so curious, like, you know, it's like, what can you tell us about the secret sauce? Like. In those early days, how much did TikTok support you? Did they work with you? Did they help you? Or was it really all you? I just hopped on it one day and started posting. I do give 16-year-old me a pat on the back, and I think there was lots of decisions that we made as a family that helped us get to where we are now. 
it was so out of nowhere. How could I ask TikTok for support when I didn't even know that there was like yeah. people, like I don't know what's going on. I don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, we've developed more of a relationship with the apps mm-hmm. and that's just kind of a part of the journey where you have to figure out how to best support yourself as a creator. They were so new that they really didn't know what they were doing either. They would just call us and say, hey, do you guys, everybody's home. You want to do Taco Tuesdays and put up a camera and we'll, and they would run it live on TikTok. Like there was, and we were just like, sure, yeah, that sounds fun. We're sitting home, everyone else is sitting home. As much as we didn't have a master plan or a roadmap, they didn't have a plan or a roadmap either. They didn't know what was going on either. It, It kind of took everyone by surprise. And I think that's also kind of the fun part was we all got to, you know, they grew as an app, I grew as a creator and as a person, and we grew as a family, kind of all at the same time. Yeah. How much do you think it was the algorithm? I think that that is probably one of the questions I get asked the most, (laughs) and genuinely, I have no idea, because truly, I don't even think the people at TikTok understand the algorithm. (laughs) So, I mean, I know what works for me and what doesn't, and... I can make those decisions either based on what works for the algorithm or what I want to post. And I normally pick what I want to post. There's some controversy around how much creators should get paid. And you know, there's a lot of creators out there who think they don't get enough love from the platforms that they're on and helping generate all these views and content. Actually at South by Southwest, this former TikTok product guy said they launched this $2 billion creator fund that they were going to pay out all these creators just because of the competition, they didn't want you, for example, like going to Instagram, going to YouTube, and that no one would ever know if they actually paid it. What's your reaction to that? I learned early on that I think different than movie studios and television studios where the talent is the most important with companies like TikTok and Instagram, the software, that's the driving force. Yeah. So they look at it as you're interchangeable and and we never looked at it like you owe us something but i do think they could do more based on the valuation of TikTok being potentially a 40 billion dollar company i think the creators should share in, in in that more than they do what was the jump from TikTok to tv like the biggest thing for me has always been the talking part yeah on TikTok, i don't talk most people don't know what my voice sounds like They've never really heard me say much. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. (laughs) But, you know, when you have a a show that's documenting your life, you want to tell your story because you have a chance to really explain all sides rather than you have 15 seconds to, what, three minutes. It's so different. Yeah. And, you know, you also, you have these interviews where you can kind of look back and, you know, they'll ask you a question and you're like, forgot I did that. So now I'm like, well, let me tell you how I was really feeling. And it's kind of a nice place to, you know, open up and be able to share those stories that no one else would hear without it. Yeah. Do you feel a sense of urgency in this moment? Like this fame could be fleeting. We should capitalize on it now. Like how do we make the most of this opportunity or no? Heidi, We've always talked about that. We've seen platforms come and go. We know this. And so we always try to do content on all the platforms, but also find for, especially for the girls, but even for Mark and I, like our passion projects, things that 
we enjoy doing but could make a living at if all of this goes away. And, um, you know, yeah, the girls are very aware this could mm -hmm. all end. And so that's why it's important to take these opportunities and make the most of them, but also have fun while you're doing it. I think that's been the, like, they're probably sick of hearing Mark and I say, like, you have to enjoy it. You're going to look back at this time and think, what was I worrying about so much? Like, I should have just enjoyed it. Yeah. So Yeah. Do you worry it could all go poof or you, ju or you just um, don't, don't think that far ahead? I think everyone else probably wishes that I worried more about it <laughs> because when, the time comes to make a video or or speak or whatever it is you know i always look at it as what do i feel like saying what do i feel like making rather than well i've heard that this performs best let me do exactly that there's where there's ways to definitely further grow your audience but at the same time those core people that watch you they're going to follow you to whatever makes you happy. And I feel like those are the people that care almost unconditionally. Mm -hmm. They're going to support every new exciting venture that you take. But it's definitely sometimes I'm like, well, this could all go away tomorrow. What am I going to do? And I make jokes like maybe I could do like social media marketing. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's why it's fun to do new things like footwear or fragrance or you know fashion it's there's so many different outlets that you can have or dance yeah. like the, the show was incredible it took a lot of time but it was probably one of the most fun experiences I've had since starting this also I think if you ever have to do social media marketing you can probably make a pretty she'll good be okay as the empire gets bigger and you're on all of these different platforms how are you thinking about like how much you want to put yourselves out there like keep putting yourselves out there will that always be part of your brand I think one of the reasons why we started D'Amelio Brands is that kind of will help us whether we want to, if we have a thriving footwear company that's doing extremely well, then Charlie has the opportunity and I have the opportunity and Heidi has the opportunity to be as involved or as not as involved as we'd like to be. But right now this is fun for, for me. I think Heidi had a blast with Dancing with the Stars, and but I would love Charlie and Dixie to have the ability that if they want to take 10 steps back and just kind of relax a little bit, they had that opportunity. Do you ever think about how much your daughters are putting themselves out there and should they be doing that? And you know, wondering if this is the right thing. I kind of let them take the lead, but we we always have talked about it. And what, one thing that we talked about, because when this all started for, for Charlie specifically, she was 15 and she was kind of, after about a year and a half, she felt a little stuck. And if she would try to like, dress a little differently or do things a little differently, her audience didn't like that. Mm. And I said it reminded me of that sort of thing where like young kids who are on shows, they can't grow up, mm. they're stuck there. And I didn't want that to happen to them. So I said, I think you need to show yourself growing mm. up because it was really getting to her. It was really, she felt very stuck and she had to be perfect and happy all the time. And mm. she wasn't, you know, she's a normal mm. human being. She has, like everybody has her ups and downs. So I said, you have to just, you have to, cause they're not gonna see it unless you show it. And mm. so I think for, as far as showing themselves online, like that was uh, my advice to them was like, show yourself growing up. And I think it's, I think they felt like it worked and they were happy to 
feel like they can have growth. And with that, they're doing things that 18-year-olds or Dixie's now 21, 21-year-olds are doing. And they're adults. They live in their own house. They pay their own <laughs> rent. I believe it's the last episode of the second season where you say you're, you have some growing up to do or you're excited to show this chapter of growing up. And you have shown so many sides of yourself, which I think is probably really helpful to a lot of people out there, kids who are struggling, right? As you grow up, are you thinking about how your audience changes and how you reach them in new and different ways? Absolutely. I think the years of 15 years old to 18 years old, you probably have some of the most change within yourself. You know, kids are going off to college, they're, they're being more independent. And if I still had to be, you know, 15, I would be making things that everyone else wanted. But also, the people that were there from the beginning, they're going up too. And they're maturing. They're not going to want everything with sparkles and, and all, the, all this, like, yeah. you know, like things that more young teenagers want mm -hmm. rather than, you know, 18 years old talking about trying to understand, you know, being independent, being mm -hmm. self-sufficient, being not relying on your parents as much. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's a very important part of the journey. But when it comes to, you know, posting things for other people to feel more comfortable, there's definitely a disconnect mm. between me posting on my phone and the actual amount of people that are seeing it. Like when people bring up videos that I've posted in the past, like, I forgot that other people, like my grandma's watching it, like my old teachers are watching it, my friends are watching it. I'm like, yeah, you're so right. I've heard from you know people that watch me that it, some of the stuff that I've either talked about or shown or said did help in a way. So that that's good. It makes me feel like even when I embarrass myself a little bit online, I'm doing it for a good reason. The circuit continues after this quick break. Connecting human-led responsible AI with rich data sets is driving innovation in new and unexpected ways. But financial services companies need a secure and resilient network to support AI architecture. With the next level network from AT&T Business, AI data travels at low latency through reliable, fast connectivity. So financial leaders can focus on what matters most, a better future for their businesses and their customers. Learn about connected solutions from AT&T Business at att.com slash y hyphen att hyphen business. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. So come on in. Ooh. This is the glam room. Okay. Where, you know, we get ready throughout the day or if we are here 
doing meetings or whatever it could be. I love a hip glam room. You know, we've got all of I the get used to this. makeup products that are kind of essential to us, mm -hmm. all of the things that we need every day for hair and, you know, some extra wardrobe. Mm -hmm. All that important is stuff. Is that your perfume? It is. This is Born Dreamer. It's been out about eight months now. Wow. So this is very exciting. If you saw the amount of renderings of just what Born Dreamer can look like mm -hmm. on this, it is wild. Yeah. All of these little things that seem so small, it takes some time as well as, you know, making it recyclable and refillable which it's kind of wild how many perfumes are not. Like right. This one you can screw the top off of, which is able to make it recyclable. Given everything you've learned, you must have a good sense of what Gen Z wants. Like, what do you think Gen yeah. Z wants? I think that that's something that is ever-changing. You know, the next kind of version of this, which I'm super excited about, I have here that no one's really seen yet. Ooh. It's travel version. Oh, you know, People think influencers don't have real job. Yes. What would you say to those people? I think it depends on what you do with what you have, mm -hmm. you know? This could definitely be something where I don't have to be involved in this, but for me to want to wear the same scent every day, I have to love it. Social media burnout is real. Do you still feel the burn sometimes? And what do you do when you feel that? Absolutely, I mean, it's inevitable doing posting all the time, you know, you're not always in a creative space. And those are the moments where you really have to stop and take a step back mm -hmm. and sometimes pivot, you know, sometimes things you thought you liked it, but it's just not something that you're feeling passionate about anymore. And there's ways to change that. So it's really picking what it is that you want to focus on the most and understanding that things change. You've been open about body shaming and bullying. What do you think about beauty filters and people using those to show a certain side of themselves? I think it's unique to each and every person. Everyone has insecurities. I post bad photos of myself and I still post the best of the worst. There's never going to be a time where every single person is happy with every single part about them and that's just human nature. Mm -hmm. You can't control that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's what you choose to interact with that really makes the difference in how you use social media. Right. But when it comes down to filters and changing the shape of how you look or, you know, that's every, every person's decision. And it's who you kind of choose to look at. If that's not something that you can really look at without feeling a certain way about yourself, then, you know, that's that's really a, a time in your life where you have to say, well, I need to kind of take a step back because you're in control for the most part. Right. But I would never say that filters are need to go away forever, mm. you know, because that's that's not ever going to happen and that's not reality. And I think it's just I try to post as real as I can. Mm -hmm. And if people decide to do that as well, that's great. But I'm also not going to make you feel bad for posting something that might be edited because maybe that's just 
how you're going to feel the best about the way you look that day. Yeah. You just never know what someone else is going through. It gets scarier out there, like deep fake technology. And you're a celebrity, right? Yeah. They're coming for you. Yeah, there's definitely been lots of instances that we've had to, you know, deal with in the proper ways. And now there's voice changing can make it sound like you say anything. Mm. And that is scary. That's really scary mm. because people believe things so easily. Mm -hmm. I've even heard some made by my own fan pages. It's definitely something that needs to be figured out mm -hmm. because that's something that can ruin someone's life. As well as deep fakes, there's there's so many different levels of it, but sometimes it it does get very scary to be in a position yeah. where people want to do that to yeah. you. What's your favorite TikTok trend? My right now? favorite TikTok trend right now would probably be all of the makeup trends that are going mm. on, like the one dip challenge or mm. doing your makeup in alphabetical order. I love watching people do makeup, so that's yeah. that's kind of where I gravitate towards yeah. watching right now. Least favorite TikTok trend? Ooh, least favorite TikTok trend would probably be the ones where people kind of talk about anything that happens. They like rate either what people are wearing or their hair and their makeup. I don't always love that because yeah. what, when it happens to me, sometimes I'm like, I love that dress, but everyone yeah. else hates it. Is there somewhere on the internet that you love that's like your happy place? I feel like I am always on my phone, but that's kind of... It's not really because it's my job. It's because yeah. I'm a teenager. Yeah. We're kind of, for the most part, majority, yeah. a little bit addicted to our phones. You show so much of yourself on camera, on social media. Is there anything that we don't see? Like, who's the Charlie we don't see? Or what? what are, are there, is there anything you keep for yourself? Definitely. I think I've come to a point in my life where I keep the really bad days to myself. Mm -hmm. And I also keep the, you know nights hanging out with my friends to myself mm -hmm. for the most part you would actually be surprised I don't take a lot of pictures and photos mm -hmm. when I'm just in the moment and that's something that you know it's great because I'm in the moment and my phone is gone and and I'm just happy to be here but then it is also nice to have those memories yeah. is that what advice would you have for teens out there who are trying to figure out their relationship with social media I think People are always going to evolve and change and be on to the next thing. And you can't just keep chasing this unattainable perfectness or happiness or mm -hmm. this life that you're never going to have a bad day. It's not reality. And I think that that's something that can be really hard to come to terms with. But once you kind of take the weight off of your shoulders that you need to be a certain perfect version of you, it's nice to be easy on yourself sometimes. Liberating. Yeah. Well, it's probably liberating for pe for kids out there to hear you say that, so thank you. Thank you. For sharing that with us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Circuit. I'm Emily Chang. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Emily Chang TV. You can watch new episodes of The Circuit on Bloomberg Television or on demand by downloading the Bloomberg app to your smart TV. And check out our other Bloomberg podcasts on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartMedia app, or wherever you listen to shows. And let us know what you think by leaving us a review. I'm your host and executive producer. Our senior producer is Lauren Ellis. Our associate producer is Lizzie Phillip. Our editor is Sebastian Escobar. Thanks so much for listening.
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.